If you have a great website, your business will grow and flourish, right? Well, it's, it's not quite that simple. There are a lot of factors that go into effective web presence, and many of them don't even have anything to do with the website inherently. What can you do to make sure that you're building the right platform for your brand online to help your business succeed? In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the misconceptions that people have around their web presence. What you can do to build a powerful online platform for your brand. Let's roll the intro and get started. Marketing, advertising, and business have never been more accessible in history, and it only gets better every year. But it's hard work, overwhelming, and easy to fall down a distracted path. I'm Eric Soper. Stop marketing to yourself. You are not your customer. And I'm here to help you design for success in your systems, your digital presence, your strategy, and your brand positioning. Come along and we'll walk the road of the entrepreneur together, whether you are an entrepreneur yourself or a marketing titled professional. Welcome to the Clarity Business Design Show. Thanks for tuning into the Clarity Business Design Show. Wherever you're joining us from, it's good to have you here. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, go and join our marketing community email list and Slack channel at community.claritybusiness.design. We talk about here in the podcast and in other media forms that we put out and discuss how it can apply specifically to your instance in a group setting. If you're in charge of growing and marketing a business, you've probably got an idea of the role that your website plays in your growth. You may think that maybe your website will fail if it doesn't look just right and doesn't say just the right things. Maybe you think that once you have your website optimized for SEO, you can just let it sit and attract visitors while you go and run your business in other ways. I also think that announcing new services and offers on your website is an effective way to shift your business to meet demands for your customers, for your prospects, for people who just happen to find you. And all of these have some element of truth to them, but it's a lot more difficult than most people expect to create a powerful and effective website for your brand. This is why at Clarity Business Design we are focused on developing platforms for our clients that do start with a really good-looking website presence and clear messaging, but it expands a lot more into the systems that the business uses to market itself, to communicate on the regular basis with customers, and the strategy behind the content and behind the different campaigns that our clients like to run. I want to talk a little bit today about the difference between having a website and having a thoroughly developed platform for your brand online. Talk about how you nurture your community online. One misconception is that having a website is enough to generate leads. And there is some truth to this. You can have a website that has your contact information, a little bit about the services that you offer, your key benefit statements, some visual representation of what you provide, and it can attract customers. You can get found on Google, on other search engines. You can have people visit your website, take some sort of an action, and start working with you. You can also go out and network in person, point people back to your website, or even do the same thing on social media, post regular or semi-regular content, and refer back to the offerings on your website. Just the website alone isn't enough to generate 
a consistent needs. Need is a cross-channel presence that is unified, that thoroughly reflects your brand, how you want people to perceive you across multiple different media. Because most people won't really see your website more than once if they find it at all. Many of the customers that I work with are service-based businesses and their focus is on helping their customers once the customers come through the pipeline. What they see in their analytics looking at the website is that a very small portion of the visitors to the website actually return. We know this is going to be the case. We know that a small fraction of your website visitors or basically your audience in general will be the ones to money, to buy from you services, purchase your products. When a majority of your website's visitors are new, they're only there for one exposure, then they leave without engaging at all, that's a lot of, a lot of traffic that you're not going to ever take advantage of. What are you going to do to increase those odds of success? You need to increase the number of people that are engaging with your platform, but that doesn't necessarily have to mean that you're engaging the number of leads that you're generating, because leads kind of come out of that engagement level a little bit further into the pipeline. One thing you can do is focus on increasing your traffic, and if you want to increase traffic, content marketing is a good strategy to do that. And in the last two episodes, episodes three and four of this podcast, we talked about a way to use content marketing efficiently and effectively across multiple media channels to attract more opportunities for people to visit your platform and interact with your website. Today, what we're going to talk about is retention of attention. You want to increase the conversion rate of the traffic on your website. There's a lot that you can do. A lot of it requires exposing your prospects to your brand multiple times, multiple touch points, multiple interactions, maybe even different media channels. And simply having a website going to do that for you because most of the visitors on the website are going to look, then leave. Yes, there's a lot that you can do to focus on optimizing your content and the visuals and the aesthetic of the website to retain that attention a lot longer and possibly increase the conversion rate of the traffic that your website gets. But that's a different conversation than what we're having today. Talking about how you need to focus on your other channels as well in order to build up your website into a powerful online platform. Since a website is only a part of the picture, there's a component of measurement inside of a website that is going to lead you astray if you're looking at just this one metric, and that is your website analytics. I feel like a lot of business owners look at their Google Analytics once they've set up their website, had it running for a little while, look at the amount of traffic they're getting and think, okay, with this amount of traffic, I ought to be generating some leads. And while, yes, you should be generating leads if you're getting some traffic, how many leads you generate will vary greatly depending on the service that you offer, the demand for the service. But since websites measure a small fraction of the people who actually reach your website and show up for your message and come to hear what you have to say or read what you have to say, then the analytics on your website will only tell you about the people who actually stay for a while 
and return to the site and engage with the content and click around for a little bit. That's not going to be most people. So you're by looking at just your Google Analytics, you're going to be very limited in the comprehensive picture that you're building of your audience's interest in your content. So what should you do? Well, we are fortunate in this day and age to have a lot of different ways to measure our audience's engagement. And these are changing almost every year as technology evolves and society's relationship with technology evolves. Lately, the push has been to make tracking of users a little more difficult for big tech, which is not a bad thing, but it does provide a little bit of complexity for marketing companies and for businesses that just are marketing themselves. So don't wait to take advantage of the analytics tracking that you can do on your social media platforms and on your website. But also keep an eye on more traditional methods of measurement, such as your sales numbers, how many referrals you're getting in a month. Every business is going to have their own unique KPIs to look at and determine how well they're doing in their business. So keep an eye on those. And then also look at how your efforts across all of your marketing strategy are correlating with surges or spikes in those sales metrics. You don't need to watch every metric that's available. You don't have to look at Instagram analytics if you aren't posting to Instagram and don't care about the audience that Instagram could bring you. However, if you are posting on, on LinkedIn and you want to know whether or not the LinkedIn audience is going to be useful for your business, you can look at how responsive your audience is to the content on that channel. Every channel is going to have an imperfect view of engagement. People don't always interact with the content that they see. You don't like, comment, or reshare every post that you look at on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Only the ones that really stand out to you. And your content, straightforwardly, is not going to stand out to all people at all times. Expect it to stand out sometimes, but don't get too discouraged if you don't get a ton of engagement. Your goal with social media, as we've mentioned in the past, is to create a stream of consciousness for people to jump in and jump out and feel like they understand wh what it is that you are offering at any given time while having the option to explore your evergreen content more thoroughly in your other forms of media. Social media is not this. So bear all this in mind when you're looking at your social media analytics. And again, keep an eye on how your sales and non-marketing metrics are behaving while you're focusing on your marketing actions. And when it comes to measuring your efforts, do try to measure every effort that you're making in your marketing strategy. If you are iterating your website and trying to change it, make sure you're measuring that aggressively and watching how changes behave. If you are posting regularly to Facebook, watch the Facebook analytics from a big picture view and see how it's trending. And as always, make sure that the content you're putting out is tailored to serve the best interests of your customer, to educate, empower, or entertain your audience. It is pretty easy to know if you have a website. You either have one or you don't. It's a tool in your box. And some businesses, especially startups, maybe don't even need a website at first. They can 
put their content on social media, put their contact information out in the world, run a Google My Business page. And for a startup with no budget, that's a great way to get your name out there and be consistent in the world while you're working on serving your customers, working on building up your reputation a little bit. But for businesses that I've been around for a couple of years, having a website is an essential piece and almost every business does. However, the next iteration from that is turning your website into a technical platform for your brand message. What this means is you're connecting it into your sales pipeline so that when people fill out a form or book an appointment, it automatically goes into your follow-up system. Your contact forms are designed to not only capture leads, but also capture an audience and start building up an email list. Or maybe your website is connected to a YouTube channel, you're putting out regular content in a video form or a podcast and you're putting out regular content there. And it becomes a network of tools as well as an evergreen resource for your in-person marketing and your sales teams to leverage in their direct customer interactions. So ask yourself, as you're thinking about your website, what services is it connected to? What tools do you use in your day-to-day -day business that aren't connected to it? And how might connecting your tools and your website make it a more efficient hub for your message? And once you've got that hub in place, where it turns into a platform is when you start promoting a lot of content, promoting your message on a regular basis, talking to your audience on a regular basis, and building up your evergreen resources for people to continue to find even when you're not working on it actively. And the more you build your platform, the more you are able to measure. In theory, when you have a strong content marketing strategy, you start to attract people from all walks of life who are hopefully a little bit interested in what you offer, and you start to measure where they're coming from, what they seem to prefer out of your content strategy, where they go next, why they might leave your website. These are all things that an experienced strategist can help you determine as you're building up your content and measuring what your audience is doing with that content strategy. But then the amazing thing about having a platform built up rather than just simply a website is you start to have an easier vehicle to communicate nuanced changes in your business that make it better for your prospects and possibly lead to conversions. You just need to start building your audience and retaining your audience. Building and retaining being two separate actions. Your website fits into that puzzle as a hub, but it's not the entirety of your online platform. And your audience, as we've discussed, isn't going to just be in your website. If you put an announcement about a new service or product on your website, people might see it, but they might see it one time and forget and move on. They might see it if they happen to come back to your website for some other reason or specifically to learn more about that. But it's going to be, again, a very small fraction of the people who visit your website at all. As we've talked about in other episodes, your audience is going to be in multiple areas of the internet at different times. And how present you are on any of the platforms that make sense for your audience is going to have an impact on how many people you're able to reach. So you might have your website, and if you're not getting any traffic, well, you need to be present in more arenas for people to come in and engage with your platform. And the biggest advantage you can have is to start now and build consistently for a while. It's hard to maintain sometimes, but it's worth it if you're able 
to not just measure over a length of time, but also give people more opportunities over a length of time to engage and build interest in you. You can have a single central tool, which generally is going to be your website, which hosts your evergreen materials and gives people the easiest way to get in touch with you. But your platform as a whole needs to consist of multiple channels that are relevant to your audience with consistent energy put into each of those channels. This will take time, it'll take effort, and it'll probably take a good level of financial investment. And this is before we're even talking about advertising. Now you probably do more to market your business than just launch a website. If you're listening to this podcast, I am assuming that you have an interest in growing your business and you've been trying a few different things. Whether you're posting on social media, networking, or sending out the occasional email to your email list, you don't solely rely on your website unless you're really distracted from your marketing by customer service or other components of your day-to-day. What I encourage you to do to start getting some clarity on this is to map out all of the channels you use to communicate with your audience and generate leads. Figure out a way to tie them all into your website, which will be your most important hub of information and action, but think about how you can amplify your message in those other channels and allow each of those channels to keep your audience engaged so they come back to you when they know that they need what you have to offer and that you are the best choice to fill that need. That's all for this episode. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next one. Take care. If you've enjoyed this episode, we would love to hear from you. Find the Clarity Business Design Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Feel free to subscribe and leave us a review to help us reach a wider audience. It means a lot to us and helps us grow. And if you need help developing concepts from this episode in your business or organization, consider visiting our website, www.claritybusiness.design, and schedule a consultation to see if Clarity Business Design is the right fit for your design, marketing, and strategy needs. 